Vets Talk. This is Kevin Horgan, co-founder, along with Charlie Scott, of our free and open venture to bring veterans into the limelight through stories, biographies, subject matter expert interviews, leadership lessons, and sometimes ranting and raving and howling at the moon. Now, Vets Talk is a collaboration with Zach Knight and Knightley Productions and Vetlanta, a team that networks with transitioning veterans to make the Atlanta area the first choice of locations to settle in to live, work, play, and pray, and maybe raise a family to stay connected to our tribe, the veteran community. Hi, Kevin Horgan here. Welcome to Vets Talk. My guest today is Dean Wegner, uh, the uh, CEO of Authentically American, an Army veteran, and he's going to tell us everything about his life from the moment he was born <laughs> till the time I met him online about five minutes ago. Take it away, Dean. Well, Kevin, that is a tall task, but first and foremost, you know, thank you for the introduction. It's an honor to be a guest. Well, thanks for being here. So, Kevin, for me, I like to share what my priorities in life are, and they align with God, family, and country. And my Christian faith is first and foremost in my life. And my wife, Kelly, and I, we've been married 28 years. And we've got four amazing kids. We've got two daughters, 25 and 22. We have a 19-year-old son, and we have a 13-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. So family is incredibly important to me. And from a country standpoint, I was honored and privileged and humbled to have an opportunity to graduate from the United States Military Academy, West Point. So in 1993, so I was going to be an Army officer. And after graduating in 93, I went to flight school to learn how to fly helicopters down in Fort Rucker, Alabama. And Kevin had a unique opportunity after flight school, went to ranger school. And I'll talk more about my affinity for the Marine Corps and you and all your brothers in the Marine Corps, but had that unique opportunity and then served seven years active duty. And I got out in 2000. And probably if I had to say, what's the theme of our discussion? It's really around making a difference. And that's what drives me, this insatiable desire to know that I'm making a difference. And you know, back to those, those priorities, you know, for me, it starts right at home. And that is where family comes in play. First and foremost, I want to be an amazing husband. I want to be an incredible dad. And I found that if that is in line, that's in priority, everything else seems to take care of itself. And just a shocking statistic, just to highlight adoption. So we adopted my son to scale in 2012 from Ethiopia. And there's 150 million, 150 million orphans in the world who don't have a mom or dad, who don't have a loving home. And my wife and I, we talked and prayed about it. And we said, we can't adopt them all, but we can adopt one. And Kevin, it's been 10 years since he's been part of our family. And people say, Dean, what an incredible blessing you gave us, Gail. I mean, he really hit the jackpot. He hit the lottery. But I got to tell you, I look back at the memories we've had and the impact it's had on our lives and our kids' lives and the ones who have truly hit the lottery are my family and I. So that's one way that, you know, in a small way, we adopted one child and just the domino effect, other families that have adopted, the lives that have been impacted. So that's one way from a family standpoint, one make a difference. Wow. And so West Point, and I hate to admit it, but my initial motivation, I shouldn't say I hate to admit it, my initial motivation for joining West Point was hockey. 
I was a hockey player back in high school and I had two goals of for college. Number one, I wanted to play division one hockey. <laughs> and number two, I wanted to get the best possible education I could. And I, of course, was familiar with West Point, but didn't know a lot about it. But when the hockey coach called and I did a little bit of research that year that I joined back in 1989, it was the number one ranked college in the country. Wow. And I thought, wow, you can't get a better education than that. <laughs> and <laughs> it wasn't always a lot of fun those four years, but it was an incredible, incredible experience. Just the men and women that, you know, I spent those four years with, the incredible instructors. And I still remember one of the first recruiting posters they sent me. It said, much of the history we teach was made by people we taught. And think of Grant and Lee and Eisenhower yeah, and yeah. all these incredible military Amazing. figures. I mean, those are the type of people that are members of the long gray line. It was just honored. And I joked that it was a small miracle that I got in. It was an even bigger one that I graduated. I wasn't always <laughs> the best student, but you know, those four years and the next seven years in the army, you know, really instilled in me that sense of duty and really that higher sense of purpose and that, you know, insatiable desire that I mentioned now to make a difference. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I, it's interesting that you were a pilot, a helicopter pilot, which is infinitely <laughs> more difficult, really, than fixed wing. But uh, and I'm not a pilot; I could I could barely drive a car legally. But the uh, <laughs> why would you join? Why would you become a ranger and jump out of perfectly good airplanes? I, that's that's a contradiction. <laughs> well, Kevin, I got a lot of strange looks, you know, at my flight suit because it had that ranger tab on the left sleeve, yeah. and a lot of people asked the same question, like. What's wrong with you? Why yeah. don't you want to do that? But it really went back to senior year at West Point, your first year. And I didn't realize it back then, Kevin, but had a choice. And I didn't realize how many different choices. There were 18 different branches. There was infantry, which is the heart and soul of the Army. There is armor, tanks, there's field artillery, all these combat arms. But then there's a lot of combat support, combat service support, whether it's finance, transportation, military police. And I really narrowed it down to two choices. Kevin, first was infantry. I thought if you want to be a general in the army, that's the best path to go. But one of my favorite movies growing up was Top Gun. Yeah. And I <laughs> thought I thought I would look ultra cool in a flight suit. And ultimately, that's the path I went. Right. But at flight school, at flight school I kept wondering, did I make the right choice? Because I was talking to some of my friends who were in the infantry officer basic course. And at flight school, the commander made an announcement and said, guys, once in a lifetime opportunity, we're going to have a competition and send one of you to ranger school. And Kevin, I thought, well, here's my chance to go ahead right. and see how the other half lives. And was very fortunate, won that competition and found out just how miserable it was <laughs> at ranger school. <laughs> It was awful. It was terrible. It was so miserable. It's one of those experiences that you look back at the fondest of memories. Of course, of course. And Kevin, here's where I will tie in my affinity for the Marine Corps, because number one, and there's two reasons why. Number one is my father-in-law served in the Korean War. He was one of the frozen chosen. He was a Marine Corps infantryman. So I had the utmost respect and appreciation for him. The second one is when you go to ranger school, you're assigned a ranger buddy. And 
my ranger buddy back then was Roy Backey, and it was Marine Corps Infantry Sergeant Roy Backey. And me as a flight suit wearing aviator had no business to be there <laughs> in flight school. Right. And Kevin, a lot of people will say, Dean, was ranger school hard? And I will tell them it was, I didn't know back then, but it was such great training for leading a startup. It was no sleep, incredible stress, and that's the life I'm living now. Yeah. But to give a little bit more detail on why I'm so appreciative, Roy, because for 72 days straight, lived on one meal a day and two to three hours sleep a night. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I and, understand it. It's, uh, it's rough duty. I, uh, yeah. I do I, I do have one comment I'm going to make. I, yes. I, was, I was not special in the Marine Corps. I was never shot at. I was never downrange. I served five years as an infantry officer. It was a great privilege of my life. But mm -hmm. everything I learned in the Marine Corps, everything, I learned from a sergeant. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and uh, and that, that, that and I mean every bit of it. Hey, listen, I want to I want to pivot just a little bit here. Sure. Um, you you talk uh, uh, eloquently about your faith, and did, was your faith from the cradle, or did you have an epiphany? Was it at the uh, military academy? When when did you when did you see the light? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, to compare and contrast, Ken, if you would have asked me when I was a young child, when I was a teenager, well, Dean, are you a Christian? I would have said, well, absolutely, Kevin, I'm in church most every Sunday. Well, of course I am. And there was no real relationship. And the real catalyst, the real, you know, way that I came to, you know, know Christ was my wife, Kelly. And I think of her as an angel that God sent down. And I wasn't a bad person, but was not living a very godly life. And, you know, Kelly and I met, and it's an incredible story how she and I met. But, you know, she was the ultimately the one that led me, you know, down that path. And my life ever since that point has been immeasurably different. I mean, those priorities from God, family, country, wanting to be an incredible husband, wanting to be an amazing dad. And that's where it all started. That's great. That's great. I got to tell you, I I, um, um, I have a faith journey just like everyone else does, whether the journey is around the right path or not. And mine absolutely was focused around my wife. Uh, yeah. She helped me see the light. I and I can't say I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm living a godlike life at all. In fact, I, I'm a sinner and <laughs> it, <We all. laughs> the ultimate degree. But uh, it's it's a it's it's nice to hear that you also. Uh, your best friend and and uh, mother of your children. Um, Amen, Kevin. And point. I mean, it, it's biblical. We all fall short. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, listen. Let's talk. Let's talk about if if you don't mind. Can we talk about your business? Uh, why oh, did you go course. into this? Uh, you got out of the uh, the army. Uh, I'm sure you left on good terms, and you yes. got out of the army. And then you then what did you do? So, Kevin, I tell everybody now, I'm a veteran. And an entrepreneur, but when I left the army in 2000, I couldn't even spell entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea this world ever existed. And what I've realized is so often we're a product of our environments and had an amazing dad growing up and he was a 30 year engineer for Alcoa. And most of his friends, most of our neighbors work for big companies. So when I left the army in 2000, what did I think I was gonna do? Work for a big company. That's exactly what I did. You know, worked for Procter and Gamble. You know, worked for Mars. And you know, UPS is a similar big company. It looks like you've had an incredible career there. I was lucky. And, 
And Kevin, I was so thankful for that experience because you may not be familiar with Procter & Gamble and Mars, but most of the listeners I'm sure have heard of brands like Crest, Tide, M&Ms, and both companies are just world-class marketing and branding companies mm-hmm. and had phenomenal experience there. But again, back to what drives me is that insatiable desire to make a difference. And at one point I realized that although I had fairly big jobs and was very well paid, if you pull me out, the next guy skips right up and the machine doesn't keep skip a beat and it keeps on going. Yeah. And I truly wrestled with, am I truly making a difference if I'm that replaceable? But back to not being able to spell entrepreneur, I didn't think I had it in me, you know, to create a brand, to create a business from scratch. So I entered the entrepreneurial ranks through acquisition. And I bought my first business in 2012. And likely no one has ever heard of it, but anyone that has been in the military would be secondarily familiar with it because I bought a government contractor that produced dress uniforms for the military. So we had thousands of uniforms every week for Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. And the old dress trousers I used to wear in the Army was one of our contracts. So that was neat for me. And one of the things, Kevin, I learned was the tragic history of the apparel industry. And to give an idea how rare American made is, when I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% of the apparel was made in the U.S. Today, it's 3.5. Wow. 3% is all that's made here. Now we know what drives that. it, it, It is crazy. And, you know, ultimately, another thing that motivates me is job creation. And my initial thinking was, being naive, I said, well, I want to win more contracts. And I thought then we'll create more jobs. But as I started to fully learn and understand the government contracting industry, I realized that you don't actually create jobs. It's a bidding process. So Kevin, and if you and I are bidding on a contract and you had it before and I won, in essence, your jobs transfer to me and that there's no real job creation. Mm-hmm. And that for me was that light bulb moment that said, what if, what if instead of being a government contractor, what if we built a brand? And I thought back to the days of Crest and Tide and M&Ms. And Kevin, I also thought, what if instead of what 97% of brands do and chase cheap labor overseas, what if we made the intentional choice right here to produce everything in the U.S.? And that's where it started a little over five years ago from a blank sheet of paper in 2017. And I'm exhausted. (laughs) it, It has been the hardest thing. I've ever done. And our vision is to build this iconic American brand. And I will tell you, Kevin, as exhausted as I am, I'm even more energized because truly feel like I have an opportunity to make a difference. And it has been a long and difficult and arduous and challenging path. I mean, COVID wasn't part of our business plan, but, you know, we're on the verge, you know, of being that overnight success story five years in the making. We still got a lot of heavy lifting ahead of us, but there's a lot that is starting to come together and we've still got a lot to work on ourselves. But, you know, one thing that we're finding is with a three-year global pandemic, a war in Ukraine, a multifaceted threat from China, country of origin matters now more than it has in a long time. Sure it does. Sure it does. Now, how do you compete with offshore product that can do it so much cheaper? So, Kevin, that is a great question. And it is really a business model choice. So think back to Dell's old business model of go direct. You know, they, in essence, cut out the middleman. So 
If you love our brand, you want to buy amazing American-made product like we offer, and you're an individual consumer, you can't go to Amazon. You can't go to Macy's. You can't go anywhere else but our website. And 90% of our business, Kevin, is more corporate B2B focused. So I'm guessing okay. over your career at UPS, you had a small wardrobe full of UPS branded polos and t-shirts. Oh, ton of it. Good swag. Ton of it. Absolutely. But I can pretty much guarantee unless it was intentional, none of it was American made. No, you're so, right. So we now work with Fortune 500 companies like Pepsi, Bridgestone and Comcast what will really resonate here, we work with big veteran charities like Wounded Warrior, Tunnel to Towers, Team Red and White and Blue. So these are clients that order thousands, right. all the way down to small businesses and small charities because we keep our minimums low. Okay. Okay, that's great. Hey, listen, we have we have about five minutes left, Dean. Yes. And I want to make sure that you get the message you want to say. I think it's very compelling. Uh, you just gave me a great idea for a business model for me. It wouldn't be in an apparel, but... <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I love your logo. I think I think uh -huh. it's magnificent. I've been on your website, uh, and it's, even though you're B two B, you still have an opportunity for uh, you know schmuckatellis like me to of course. get on there and go get a shirt. So that's you know I plan to do that today. Well, let me do this, Kevin. Let me show you two things because okay. as much as we talk about being veteran owned, reinforce how important it is to choose American made as a consumer brand. Nothing else matters unless we deliver an amazing product experience. Right. I know, Kevin, you were in the Marine Corps, but on the Army-Navy rivalry, which side do you shoot root for? I'm always Navy. Well, that's a point we're going to have to disagree on. Here, <laughs> <Kevin>. <laughs> well, don't forget, my, my son was a, um, a Navy pilot. He flew F-18s, oh. and he married uh, a girl from the uh, tiny, cute little thing from the Navy. She went to the Naval Academy, and she, too, oh, well. was a pilot. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a little fun with you and your son and his wife because I am holding up, you know, one of our collegiate T-shirts. We have Army, Navy, Air Force, <laughs> Citadel, BMI, all the military colleges I and service academies. And one thing people, Kevin, tell me is, Dean, your T-shirt is the softest one I've ever felt. <laughs> and that's by design because who doesn't love a nice, soft T-shirt? The other thing is the print. I think a lot of t-shirts in your closet, they have that heavy plastisol ink and on a hot summer day, yeah. it will yeah. stick to your chest. You wash it yeah. a few times, it will crack. We very intentionally use a soft hand print because we want the fabric, the print to include tagless yep. to be incredibly soft. It's beautiful. But, it's beautiful. But back to that rivalry question, Kevin, this is our <laughs> new innovation, our new sweat activated print innovation. So watch what happens when I spray this. Oh man, that's awesome. So Go Army is printed, and then what magically appears? Well, like I guess be Navy. Yeah, <laughs> be Navy. That's awesome. That is really okay. that is really cool. And I've had people say, Dean, no offense, I don't care where it's made. The shirt is so incredibly soft, and like yeah. your reaction, that in technology that is, is incredible. Great. Yeah, I'm going to take care of Christmas presents for half my family now. Well, I will tell you, Kevin. I'm not very popular with my West Point classmates, but we don't discriminate. We also have a Go Navy version. I knew you would. <laughs> on our website. And you are welcome to share this in the show notes. But if you go to our website and say, well, I'm an Army fan. I want an Army one. Or if you want a Navy one or VMI Citadel, if you enter at checkout founder, that will save you 25%. You the man. <laughs> All right. You are the so man. Kevin, I'm writing that down. That is founder. one. Yep. So let me right. highlight one more. And Please. 
Kevin, are you much of a sock guy? Do you like fun socks or is it the old? I love standard socks. Art? I love socks. I have feet, so I love socks. All right. Well, I joke that nobody wears ties anymore. Socks are the new ties. I, I, I agree. I agree. And unlike the old PG and Mars days, I've got a you know small, small marketing budget. We don't have a Super Bowl ad budget, so we've relied a lot on earned media whether it is being on national TV, whether it's being in Forbes magazine, Sirius XM radio. So one of the recent times, Kevin, we were on Fox and Friends, these fun patriotic socks. I saw that. Number one yeah. seller. And one is red and white stripes. The other side, oops, <laughs> the other sock is blue and white stars. But these were the number one seller. And the reason why they were is fellow veteran Pete Hexit in front yes. of 2 million people said these are his favorite pair. <laughs> and you can imagine the spike in traffic, yeah. the spike in sales. But it was interesting what he said, because he didn't say anything about them being American made. He said they're so soft, so comfortable. They have this fun patriotic design. That's why they're his favorite pair. But when you have an experience like that, you want to learn more. And you'll read the fine print that says designed in Nashville, made in North Carolina. And back to that 3% number, you'll start to realize nothing you own is American made. And what's fun with the socks, Kevin, whether you're a small business or you're a Fortune 500 company or a big charity, we've done hundreds of custom designs. So whatever you want color-wise, whatever logo you want, you can do that. You know, same thing if somebody tuning in says, well, I've got a small charity or I'm a small business. Can I go ahead and do a custom design? Kevin, the minimum is only 24. Nice. And that's a very small bar. And Probably the last thing, I know we wanted to keep it to 20 minutes, and this gets back to the making a difference theme. Yes. So we, in essence, have two pricing tiers. So if you're a for-profit, if you're a Pepsi, you're a UPS who wants to work with us in the future, you're paying full cost because you're a for-profit business. Right. But if you are Vetlana, which they're working on a program with us, if you're Tunnel to Towers, you're Team Red, White, and Blue, that's just headquartered in Atlanta, you pay a cost. And that difference, that gap, that allows you as a charity to build your brand and raise some money in the process. And That's Kevin, awesome. we don't make any money on those programs, but we feel great about the difference we're making, helping some great organizations. But what I didn't anticipate was just the incredible secondary you know, benefit that we've got because right. a lot of people for their very first time experience our product. They're like, that is the most incredible soft shirt technology I've ever yeah. seen. You know, I want to learn more and they'll look at the tag. That then they'll cool. go to our website, authenticallyamerican.us. And that's why it's really been a great win because charities love to partner with us. And then they raise some money and then we get that secondary marketing benefit. That's awesome. That's awesome. I hope you're killing the numbers too, right? Are you publicly traded? <laughs> we are. We're just a small, small business right now, but we have big dreams and aspirations. One of my favorite mantras, Kevin, is go big or go home. That's and right. I don't want to lose my home, so we're, we're <laughs> trying to go big. Well, good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome, Dean. Really, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Give me give me one minute of what you want to uh, close with to our audience today. So on that theme of making a difference you know the heart and soul of our mission is our passion for creating american jobs so if you're an individual consumer and want to buy a pair of our fun socks or want to get one of those sweat activated t-shirts go to our website authenticallyamerican.us if you're a small business you're a mid-sized business you're a large business you know there's also a way that we can partner with you and again you're going to get amazing product first and foremost 
But what you're also going to do is have that sense of pride because you will know that what you're purchasing is helping create American jobs. And again, Kevin, enter that code. I encourage you to enter it and anyone else tuning in to enter founder at discount, enter founder at checkout to get that 25% discount. But I will also be seeing you, Kevin, later this month. And I don't know when this is going to actually air, but I will be there at the next you know, Vetlanta Summit. And we're working on a custom program with Vetlanta. So look forward to shaking hands and breaking bread and catching up in person. Well, that's awesome. Dean, it's been a real pleasure uh, speaking with you today. Um, your, your, your talk has been a revelation for us in a, in a lot of respects. <laughs> and I do appreciate having you. And I'd like to have you back if that's okay. Absolutely. And Kevin, I, I should have mentioned this. Our tagline based on that 3% number mm -hmm. is where's yours made? Yeah, that's Hey, good. Kevin, great looking <laughs> shirt. Where's yours made? And most people have no idea. Uh, I, I have they don't no give idea. it much thought. And it's designed to be provocative. And that's what I encourage everyone to do next time they put on a shirt. You know, take a look at the tag. Yep. And most people, values like yours, ethos like ours, Kevin, you know, yeah. they're interested in American made. They don't want made in China. They don't want made in Vietnam. That's right. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I'm sold. I'm sold, Dean. Well, look, I want to thank you for being with us today. This has uh, been an absolute pleasure. And um, uh, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. Dean Wegner of Authentically American. Thank you, sir.